on this episode, I go into my career up to this point. It's relatively long-winded um, and go into a couple of the lessons that I've learned along the way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Arv's Notes. My name is Arvin, and this is my personal vlog and podcast. So episode two, I'm going to really go into my background, um, everything from university up to this point in my career um, where I've started Attica. And it's in an effort to give you a level of context and background to who I am. So you kind of understand why I do what I do um, why I make the decisions I do and provide more context for the series moving forward. So it's going to be in two parts this one. Uh, firstly, I'm just going to race through my career up to this point and then go back over it once you've um, got that kind of timeline in place to then give you a bit of insight into some of the learnings that I made along the way and what's led me to this point today. So it all really starts back in well, 2003, 2004 and about year nine or so where my first real career goal really manifested itself to me, and that was to become an astrophysicist slash astronomer. Now, for a person in year nine, that's a very strange kind of aspiration at such an early age, but, you know, it's something that I had a huge passion for. I'd look up at the stars and I'd think, wow, that was just absolutely incredible. And when you learn of just how small we were in the universe, it kind of piqued my interest even, even more. That lasted a good four years and held me through all the way through high school to the point where I studied my ass off, um, scored quite well in our VCE or my final year exams if you're not in Australia, and uh, made it into Melbourne University uh, to study a Bachelor of Science where I majored in physics. Now, this is the first time that I really got punched in the face because by the end of second year of uni, I realized, well, actually, physics, astrophysics, this astronomy thing wasn't really for me. One, I was actually not that great at math at that level. Um, and it was very, really, really, really hard. And two, I couldn't actually see myself sitting behind a desk doing equations the entire day. And so that dream of becoming an astrophysicist kind of died relatively quickly. And I was presented with an option here. Um, I could drop out and try and my hand at another degree, like a commerce or business one, or push through. I only had a year left and, and just finish what I had started. I'd been raised in such a way that um, I knew that hard work was always the way to go and that I needed to finish what I started. So I pushed through. Um, it was hard, but I pushed through and I finished my degree. Failed a subject along the way, had to take supplementaries, but I got the piece of paper. It was at this point where I realized I still love science and tech but re and wanted to be part of that ecosystem, but realized that I needed to find another way to be a part of it. And so I went to Google, I typed in uh, science and technology business qualification. And lo and behold, the first search result was a master's degree from Monash University, a master of business science and technology. Um, this was kind of like the first validation that the way that I made decisions in my undergraduate was correct because one of the prerequisites to get into this course was an undergraduate degree in science and technology. So luckily I made that call in my undergraduate to finish my master's, uh, sorry, finish my undergraduate science because it allowed me to do this master's. And I have to say that that master's degree was probably the best thing I could have done for my career, um, including many of the career decisions you'll hear very shortly. Um, one, it was very, very practical. It taught me real skills as to how to take something out of a lab 
that intellectual property, that research, and create real commercial value for it in the market. It wasn't necessarily a commerce degree, but very practically focused. Um, and we even got to apply that in a real setting through our um, our thesis work, which was a, effectively a business internship where we delivered a commercialization framework uh, for a real piece of technology in the market. Uh, absolutely incredible experience. It was a year and a half with a content in a year, but um, the way it was delivered was absolutely incredible. So straight after I finished my master's, um, I was effectively burnt out, so I took some time off and thought, you know what, I'm gonna get into this commercialization field. Uh, it took me about three months to realize that I had no experience and uh, the environment for commercialization here in Australia just wasn't that big. So that was a big punch in the face and didn't work out for me. And so it was at this point that I realized, okay, I really need to start looking at a graduate program of some sort. Application after application after application, I think I was about 25 or so applications into that, um, got rejected first round every single one. And I'm thinking to myself, bloody hell, I've got a bachelor's degree, I've got a master's degree, I'm not even making it past the first round. But um, I realized that I just need to keep on putting applications out there and hopefully one sticks. And so by my 32nd and 33rd application, so suddenly something finally happened. And it was an application into Optus for their graduate program. Um, it was application number 32. I remember that quite vividly because I was almost at the point of giving up, but luckily I didn't because I went through all four rounds in that interview process and actually got the role. And when... I actually asked back my the managers that did hire me for that graduate program. The one thing that they said was the difference that set me apart from everybody else was because I had that practical experience from my master's that no one else seemed to have. And so I was lucky I did that master's because I wouldn't have landed this graduate opportunity at um, Optus. And then Optus, an incredible opportunity there as well. Um, because I had both science and business background, I was able to sample a lot of different um areas within the business. I had engineering, an engineering rotation, I had a solutions design rotation, small medium business sales, and enterprise sales. Um, after going through six months sampling all these different areas of the business, I realized that sales was for me. Um, as weird as that sounds, going from physics into sales, but it just was what it was, um, and launched straight into that career. Uh, I had a bit of success um, because of my uh, technology background. I was very dangerous in front of a customer because I could have both the business discussion and the technology discussion at once. Um, and it held me in good stead. I accelerated my career very rapidly. My last role at Optus was the was a Southern Regional Lead for Cloud and Data Center Service Sales. So running across four states, um, uh, trying to sell our Cloud and Data Center suite. Great opportunity. Um, it was this point here that I was offered my first opportunity into entrepreneurship and startup land. A consultant that I'd worked with was relatively impressed with what I was capable of doing in the technology space and business space and realized that there was an opportunity for us to go and create our own consultancy. So I then took that opportunity and said, you know what, it's time to try and experience something new. I'm gonna go in and give this a shot. About a year later, um, it all kind of collapsed um, 
by no means was this because uh, either of us was either not cut out for it or, you know, that we weren't putting in the effort. It was more so a misalignment of our priorities, our goals, what we wanted to achieve with this business. And so I made that call then to step away. A lot of learnings from that experience um, and did not regret that at all. But again, it now put me a bit of pressure to try and find another job. Now, luckily for me, I had delivered quite well at Optus. Um, um, there was an individual that I was working with at Optus at the time that was now at Philips Lighting who said, mate, I've got a role for you over here if you want to come across. We're all going into this smart lighting space and they need someone to be able to, one, articulate its value uh, for the market here in Australia. Do you want to come on board and help lead this? And I was like, this is absolutely incredible. I just did a bit of work in consulting within smart cities and realized that this was a great opportunity. So I went into that space. Um, it was great uh, for the first sort of six to eight months or so, you know, really pushing the, the envelope with connected lighting, really pushing the envelope as to what was possible with smart lighting. And then realizing very quickly that the Australian market just wasn't ready for it. There's a lot of effort that we we're putting into it and not really seeing the adoption or uptake at all. I realized I was about two or three years too early for it. And so I was presented with the next challenge. Do I stay with Philips and ride this one out for two to three years, not really enjoying what I was doing with BAU sales work in, in lighting? Or do I look to get the next job? And this is what's led me to Attica. It was interesting because I was I was actually applying for roles at the time, sales roles, thinking that that was just the next logical step, but then realized that I was just in this position now where I could eventually, I could go and actually start my own uh, company again. It was kind of like that perfect time. I'd just gotten married. I'm only just 29 now, about to hit 30 in early 2019. And so I thought, no kids uh, yet, no real commitments just yet outside of my wife. And so I thought, if I'm going to have a chance at really doing a startup investing and going all in, now's the time. And then all the other experiences came back to me. Um, I was able to identify a challenge in the market, i.e. Attic was born. And here we are today. Now that was a, I'm just looking at the time now, 10 minutes. Um, funnily enough, one of the pieces of feedback I got from my last podcast was it was too long, but lo and behold, that took me a while. And so that's what's brought me to this point. But I think there are some key learnings along the way that I think is gonna be very, very relevant to uh, not only those in this part of our career, you know, that 29, 30, and now looking at to seeing what we wanna do, but even for those guys going through high school and uni today and just not sure what they should be doing. I went from wanting to do physics and now creating a startup, meeting a advisory skills demand in the market. Had you told me that was what I was gonna do when I was in high school, would not have believed it. It was nothing that I wanted to do. But what I realized along the way when you look back, I was able to discover who I was along this way because of really two things. One, I kept a really, really open mind. I didn't keep my, I, di I wasn't emotional around the careers that I wanted. I didn't romanticize about what I wanted. Um, I let, the experience tell me exactly what I need to know and then make an objective decision at that point. Number two, um, hard work. A lot of the opportunities that came around here was purely on hard work, the grit, that concept of never giving up and actually seeing what you start all the way through uh, was what's allowed me to get to this point. 
had I not had that value going into my undergraduate degree, I wouldn't have completed my physics degree, which meant that I wouldn't have gotten to my master's. Had I not done that master's and done that uh, practical piece of work, I wouldn't have gotten into uh, the Optus graduate program. Hadn't gone into the Optus graduate program, I wouldn't have been able to um, understand by experiencing science, technology, engineering, and sales that sales was where I really um, saw myself going in terms of career. And if I hadn't done the hard work in all that sales and delivered and shown people that I was actually very, very capable, I wouldn't have gotten that first opportunity to go out into startup land to create a consultancy. Had I not done the hard work in the consultancy and seen it as far through as I had, I probably wouldn't have gotten into uh, the role of Phillips. But more importantly, a lot of the learnings that I got from that first um, introduction to entrepreneurship through that consultancy, uh, I wouldn't have had the foundation to start what I am doing now with Attica. And so a lot of the foundations for Attic were built upon the hard work, the values that I brought to each and every opportunity that were presented across, uh, presented to me along the way. Um, and that is the key takeaway. If you're not willing to put in the hard work, opportunities just aren't going to come your way. Um, in many ways, it was karma. It was, I delivered really, really well. So the universe or the world around me presented me with the next opportunity which I then did a lot of hard work for, which then presented the next opportunity. And that has that will become the foundation for what Attica is all about. It is that realization looking back now that I actually don't know what's going to happen in five years' time or 10 years' time. But what I do know is that I really, really want to do Attica right now. And if I go into it with the same sort of hard work um, and respect for the opportunity that I have in the past, it will lead it will hold me in good stead to be able to tackle opportunities into the future. So that's it for, for episode two. I'm actually really, really interested in some of your perspectives on this whole career development piece uh, along the way, uh, whether you agree with what I said uh, about holding true and completing what you started or whether you disagree. Um, it's always interesting to see another person's view of this um, and it, it just fascinates me. And so, again, that, that's, it, that's it for episode two. Um, episode three, we start going into how I came up with the idea of Attica. So I brought you up to the point of starting it, but how did it all come about? Um, and thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll chat to you next time.